that's a tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanians. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me, Asher Hodley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to talk about black goo, I guess. Black goo. There's a lot of black goo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh... Who knows what he could be hinting in? We have no idea. There's only not, no trailer came out last week for any game that most PlayStation podcasts <laughs> would probably be talking about. But yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, in the trophy cabinet this week, a bronze trophy for Days of Play returning, a silver trophy for Wild coming back. Maybe, hopefully, it's a thing. It could be uh, a gold trophy. Bun trips out. They played it. Reviewed it. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, a platinum for Black Goo itself. Death Stranding. Standing. Stranding? Standing. Stranding. Stranding. Mm, Death Standing Stranding. Death Stranded is standing. So let's jump into it straight away. Because really, it's the thing. You know, It's the it's thing. The... There was a big build-up. <laughs> mm, there, there was, was a live stream of handprints in this Black Goo. That look like unfinished swan, you know. My thing for the stream, right? For the, well, for those who somehow don't know and only watch the trailer, so the PlayStation channel starts. It does two streams, right? It's two. There was there's only two nights, right? There was a second night that dropped, or, or was there more nights? I'm pretty sure it was just two nights. And the first night it streamed for like four to six hours or something like that, and it was just. You know, this video on loop and these handprints just slowly building up. And then the second night was the same thing, except for eventually the handprints covered the entire screen. And then the uh, Death Stranding eight-minute trailer started, which we'll get into in a moment, of course. But I find the whole thing, like, just the just from, like, a marketing point or, like, from a Twitch point and all these, you know, that, that, that angle, it's quite interesting because they did two streams. And for an eight-minute trailer... And like a hundred thousand plus people sat in there just waiting. Yep. You know? <laughs> and I and think there was I no sound Kotaku, either, was it? There was no like obviously the hey? the trailer audio wasn't coming through either, so No, there was nothing. It was just a loop of a video where you could spot some new stuff potentially, but like not really because of the, the like the hands and stuff like that. It was just See that that's <laughs> what Kajim was rendering that in that video. <laughs> Or yeah, editing. I think he was rendering it at the same time as the Twitch stream or something, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was just like one of those weird things of... And you know, people do weird things on Twitch. This isn't unknown. This isn't weird. And people will watch other weird... Like, remember, like, obviously Bethesda did the Fallout thing uh, last year, so it's not truly crazy. But at the same time, it was just like, there's 100,000 plus people just sitting here watching hands. And the, the chat's just full of either people actually trying to talk about the game or just people memeing and, you know, posting nonsense. So, because I'm, I'm, I'm often like, you can make the argument that, oh yeah, but like everyone's just sitting there and they're waiting for the trailer and they're chatting together. But they're not because the chat's so fast and full and just being spanned with gibberish that I find it hard to believe that anyone was in there going, hey guys, like, uh, Excited for the Death Stranding trailer. What do you What yeah. do you think the game's about? You what know, do you think like, Norman Reese no, is doing? Yeah, I was like, there's no fucking real conversation happening in Twitch chat while this is all happening. No way. It's not. It's not nothing. It's just all spam, memes, emojis. I don't know. What have you? 
But anyways, after all this happens, Death Stranding trailer posts. It's about eight minutes long. It dropped on YouTube straight after, so, you know, you didn't actually need to be in Twitch to watch it. Uh, I had the stream open and I was... I was nearly going to go to bed, but then I looked, I saw an article, I can't even remember who posted it, but someone like estimated it would probably drop at like 2am and I was like, it's like, come this close. Quarter, it's like quarter past one at the moment when I was considering going to sleep and I was like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep playing the game, I'll playing it and I'll go for another 45 minutes. Uh, so then, yeah, it dropped, it's on YouTube, it's about eight minutes long. It's got a whole bunch of stuff that happens in it. You get a release date of November 8th, which was quite surprising, I think, for most people. Uh, like, I personally, when I was like, November 8th, that, to me, that was earlier than I thought it was. I, I didn't yep. expect it to come out this year. Did you expect it to come out this year? Mm, not really. But I, ex- well, everybody thought at least one PlayStation game exclusive would be coming out this winter, well, before Christmas. But, I mean, this was the most likely of the three they've got, but. Yeah, of course it's Kojima, so you all everybody seemed to be another twenty years away. See, so. yeah, I, <laughs> if if anything, I kind of expected a Metal Gear Solid Five type thing, which a lot of people were where um, so he, like the trailer would end with play a prologue mission type thing now, or you know, like some something like that. Yeah, which is what they did for uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes before Phantom Pain dropped. Uh, so, and then on top of the release date, which yeah, November 8th, quite close. You get this big trailer we'll dive into and then a bunch of new gameplay, CGI, characters, what have you, and then the collector's edition that includes a baby. Yep, the bridge yeah, baby. Which, bridge baby, which our own Nicholas Pryor has pre-ordered. He is pre-ordered. Stacy, his part, wife, is uh, super pleased about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's like three hundred dollars, I think. I know, it yeah, it's crazy. Or something. I mean, you do get the um, obviously the ba- the boss baby <laughs> or bridge baby trophy or statue. I think you get a, like a chest thing as well that could mm-hmm. be handy. You know those <laughs> that those boss babies there that you, you just put them in your teenagers' rooms and then uh, you know contraceptive. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's a good way to go about it. It was one of those collector's issues where I looked at it and I'm like. Have I like matured somewhat or something? Because I'm, I was trying to figure out if it had been like five years, five years ago or something. I'm like, would I have brought this ever at some point? You know, like, am I probably. just more? Because, because yeah, I probably would have. But I, I looked at it and went three hundred dollars for this baby. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with it's that? You limited know, like, edition. <laughs> so yeah, no, but and you saw like, the pic- you're- I don't know if you saw the. Obviously, you've seen the pictures of Kojima holding it. I don't know if it's going to be that yeah. size. Is the only thing I think that is it. Yeah, that that's scale. I don't. I, there was there was a story going around saying that is it. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's one hundred percent confirmed, but if that's bullshit from their their PR, it mm. could be. I mean, the only but, thing they could do better is if it was like filled with liquid, and it's like the baby actually is in like a the water. There's a real baby in there. The water bowl things you can buy. It's like a plastic baby inside, and it just just bumps itself around and floats around. Oh yeah, that's that's that'd be cool. It's gonna make it free security fine. Um, <laughs> but the, the one the one thing where I can see the collector's edition be great is for anyone who wants to cosplay. I guess. Yeah. Then it's probably save the price. effort of shoving a baby into a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save the effort of having to get your own baby and just uh, just buy one. So yeah, so the gameplay we got to see shows off a whole bunch of stuff, including ladder ladders. 
melee combat, gun combat, motorcycle, beautiful Lettuce. environments, <laughs> new and old characters, lots and lots of weird shit, uh, time travel, what appears to be. And then we have our new full and updated list of characters and actors, which are Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges, the main character, Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff Leia. Uh, uh, sorry. Lay- Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff, Leia Sado as Fragile, Margaret Quale as Mama, Gamora del Toro's body as Dead Man, uh, and he's being voiced by someone else, Nicholas Winding Refn's body as Heartman, also being voiced by someone else, Troy Baker as Higgs, and then Lindsay Wagner as Emil, and then there's the president of Jack Shit, which is presumably the president of the United States, but I don't think we know he's actually playing that person yet. It was just it's a secret. something. It was a secret, yeah. Let's be honest, it's probably like Laura Bailey or someone. Probably. I don't know. Like, who else does Kojima love that it could potentially be? We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, what did you think of the trailer, Ash? Does it excite you? Does it do <laughs> nothing for you? Like, what, what, where, where are we going? Where are you at? It, it was an interesting uh, short film. Uh, I don't know yet. It is, I think, we know a little bit more about the game, but not a hell of a lot more about what its plot and what the mechanics and gameplay is actually going to be. Uh, what the moment moment gameplay is going to be. So, um, I mean, it's intriguing at the very least. Uh, I'm keen to see more of it. I'm not necessarily going to buy it, but I'm definitely not going to put $300 down for a collector's edition. But, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely something to keep your eye on because it's going to be batshit crazy, I think. I think it was the most... Uh, like compared to everything else we've seen, it was the most actual. Here's a trailer for a game, even though it was eight minutes long and it was still very Kojima like. It was still the most. Hey, you can somewhat understand the concept of a story and a game here, whereas obviously most other things we've seen have just been, you know, pro- proper. They basically were just short films and didn't really tell you anything at all. But in this one, I can, can kind of get a gist of like what you're going to be doing and who you're going to be interacting with, I feel. Now, yeah. obviously, I'm not trying to say I understand the, the story because that's no one's going to understand the story. You, you play the game, <laughs> probably still won't understand the story. That, that, that's, that's probably the world we're living in. But to, you got Norm Reedus' character. Now, this is another interesting thing I saw people point out, by the way, is like at one stage you see his character walk out of the thing. It says Ridges. So that must be like the place he works at it. it like his assumption, like his delivery place or whatever, because he's a delivery man of some sorts. Um, so his name is Sam Porter Bridges. So it's like, well, is he called Bridges simply because that's like where he works? And then <laughs> someone else pointed out that Leia Sado, uh, her character is, pra- is supposed to be like a, another sort of delivery person, but for a different company. And her name's Fragile. So maybe she's just named after Fragile. It's another... Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like maybe they were delivered in boxes, and like maybe. that was what was on the box. Maybe, just uh, weird. Maybe she has a first name yet. Well, I will say, as for the the female characters, terrible names. I'm hoping they get. Wow, a bit for more. the guy who ca- called a character quiet, is that is, is shocking? Yeah, it's it's not really surprising, weird. and that's that's obviously like the the baggage that comes with Kojima. And my thing with Kojima on that front is like. I love Phantom Pain. I think, like, gameplay-wise, it's one of the best 
games of the generation, easily, gameplay-wise. Story-wise, it was unfinished story, and the characters were pretty shit, as far as I was concerned. Like, and I'm not a huge, I would never be, like, I'm not a huge Metal Gear guy, so I, the, the, the reason that I like Phantom Pain and a lot of people hate it is because they're Metal Gear fans and they don't like the story because it was unfinished, blah, 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 blah. The reason I like Phantom Pain is because just from a gameplay element, I think it's very, very, very good. But then Quiet in that game is absolutely trash and, like, the whole reasoning for her to be a sexy anime character who's wearing no clothing constantly is the Kojima's like well she's got disease and she needs to breathe through her skin so (laughs) fuck me uh yeah Kojima and female characters isn't um isn't good that's I mean that's a sentence isn't good full stop so yeah and it's like when you're when you're watching the trailer it's like everyone seems to have like real names or like cool names or something it's like you know cliff uh, dead man hot man higgs <laughs> sam porter bridges that's a real person's name and then you've got fragile mama okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so hopefully that pans out a but bit at least there's a female president so yeah i mean it's taken taking the thing there yeah, yeah it's uh, this is it, I mean, yeah, impressive so I, I'm saying, like, with Fragile, I'm like, if that Bridges thing and the alt ties in for their names, maybe she has a first name, we haven't actually learned it yet, and we can actually give the character something more than just, oh, she's a female character, she's named Fragile, please, oh, God. Um, but the gameplay stuff that we see, I saw a lot of people, because obviously since we first saw that real small snippet of gameplay uh, a year ago, and all it was was like running or like walking around the train, remember? Like that the brief bit we got. Everyone was like, what is this? Just walking simulator, but by Kojima, you know? And you see a little bit of that showing off in this trailer once again with the you pulling out the giant fucking expandable ladder from um I don't really know where he pulls it out from. It doesn't really matter. From <laughs> his backpack. Like, I assume. His giant backpack. It just electro it just comes out from there, and then he's also got like a, a grapple rope type thingy so um you're gonna be making way around a lot and you're gonna be doing a lot of running around and you're gonna do a lot of motorcycle riding and i don't know how the character does all this with this giant backpack on that's weird he's got great core strength i would have to think so because it's a very it's not a small it's bigger than i mean you can use it as a weapon apparently like you can chuck that thing around so it it has so much in it it has so much in it, but it mustn't weigh anything. Maybe they've got like know. anti-grav technology. Maybe they do, yeah. They'll explain it. That's the only way I can really explain it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we see our like brief uh, first look at melee combat when the you see uh, Mads, uh, not Mads, Norman's character, Sam, like sneaking around in this, this grass or whatever, and these people in hazmat suits turn up, and then he does a little bit of running away from them for style choices for the trailer because he then turns around and starts beating the shit out of him with his his hands like oh there's some fisticuffs blah 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 i think to me that whole scene was basically just supposed to be like hey it's it's a hideo kojima game they're hiding in grass you think they're going to do a bunch of stealth takedowns but then they just do melee combat yeah i don't know how well you can actually stealth with that massive (laughs) yeah it makes you wonder a bit but i hideo has said in tweets since this like 
It's not a stealth game. So I, I, to me, this whole part in the trailer is just like, hey, look, it's a stealth game. No, it's not a stealth game. Look, we're just going to go I mean, it's a stealth game in the same way Uncharted is a stealth game. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think the most important stealth elements in this game are potentially just going to be the uh, ghost stuff or, you know, the, the monsters and whatever that we'll get to in a second. Uh, yeah, so... It, you get flashes of other characters throughout the trailer, all the ones we just shown. I don't I don't feel like we know fuck all. Obviously the the only other character other than Norman Reese's Sam that gets a lot of screen time is uh Mads Bickelson's Cliff, which somewhat <laughs> seems like the main character of the game. <laughs> yeah. And Norman Reedus is just like <laughs> becoming the, the back end. Mads Bickelson's uh, character Cliff opens the trailer talking to a baby and it's also I also saw someone point out that uh, in the opening scene where Cliff is talking to this baby this bridge baby in a uh, thing it starts blinking and like every now and then like the screen will fade in and out like as the, the baby's blinking and that ac- it actually continues throughout the rest of the trailer like it's constantly like blinking up and down like the baby's it's the rest of the trailer is from the baby's point of view or something like that which what's that mean who fucking knows but it's a it's done on purpose, obviously, to mm. like. To what happens it. when you line it up with the other two trailers? Yeah, I know. So I'm sure <laughs> if that was I'm sure that if that was a thing that works, someone would have figured that out by now. Uh, none of the other characters though really get much of anything, other than the fact that you can assume there's the president's a, a female a female in this universe, uh, but the president of Jack shit, which is interesting. Uh, Margaret Qualley has one of those. Her character's like a scientist or something, it seems, but she's it's, she was also one of the other characters that had one of those things attached to her back, like the the things that scan for ghosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, little handy things. And then another sequence, you do see Norman Radius. Uh, Re- Radius? <laughs> Norman Radius. I <laughs> uh, saw so his character's like looking for the ghosts or whatever, and he, he straps in the bridge baby, and then his little hand thing which we've seen in previous trailers obviously like tracks where the ghost things are but the hand, the little thing at his back is just the baby the baby's what can sense the ghost somehow who knows but the ghosts are also the the hands so no, i thought he could sense them but he couldn't see them and the uh, baby helps him to I see i suppose him. you can sense them if they get close enough to you because like in previous tra- in previous trailers we've seen that like you can't physically, well, physically, that's really makes sense, but you can't, like, visually see them there. But, like, we've seen them, like, show up with handprints on stuff, and then you can see that they must be close or, like, they, they just touched you kind of thing because they just put a handprint on you. Uh, so that's, like, where all that the handprinty nonsense comes in from. But he's trying to sneak past all these ones at some stage in this trailer. And this is where, like, the time travel type nonsense comes in. I don't really understand it, but it's a thing. Because he, he's trying to sneak past all these ghosts. He's little whizzy-waggy thing. Ba- baby's, like, going off. He gets grabbed by one of the ghosts, and it drags him underground and away. And then it seems that when he's dragged underground and away, he then turns up in World War One, for some reason. Or something like that. Yes. So why and how that all makes sense, I don't really know. But then in that sequence where he's in World War One, which we've seen before, obviously, even in the uh, original trailer was that the original of Gilmero in the all that sort of stuff no i think there was a well the original one, one is just on the beach isn't it on the beach and then there was the yes. Gilmero. yes Gilmero wants the second one so that was the one where we saw the world war one stuff for the first time i guess and um in this sequence we we see norma reese's character like 
gun combat happens here. He's firing a machine gun at different enemies and stuff here, sneaking along past a, a tank, what have you. But we also know that, like, that this world of time travel stuff, I don't really understand it. Like, a lot of people are theorizing that there's going to be, like, alternate timelines and uh, Norman Reese's character might not remember stuff that's happened and so on and so forth because at the start you see this picture of a trailer and someone's saying, you don't remember me, blah, 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 blah so on and so forth, because you've got not only him getting dragged back to this World War One time period for whatever reason, but then you've also got, like, Mads Mikkelsen's character in a lab talking to the baby, and it, when he's doing these scenes, he's he seems like a, a different character somewhat to the one who then shows up at the end of the trailer that we've seen before, where it's very, like, army... You know, like supernatural version of him somewhat because he obviously lights the fire all around himself and his soldiers and they, they just walk through the fire and his eyes are bleeding that black stuff and whatever else is going on. But then you compare it to the other version and it's like a scientist with his glasses on. He's just talking to the baby and what 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 have you that's going on there. So uh, it's time travel somewhat, somehow, in some way. I don't know what it means though. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't say I'm super pumped for the game. Like, I'm not like, man, I can't wait to run out and drop my money on it. You know, it's, I wouldn't say it's near the, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near the, my most anticipated games for the, for the remainder of the year at this point. I'm keen to learn more about it. I'm keen as always to, and I've always been keen to watch you know, the, the trailers and hear people's theories and what have you, because it's just interesting. And it's, it's part of the Hideo, the Hideo Kojima thing, I guess, you know, just being part of the, the talk and seeing what people are saying about it. So from that angle, I find it quite interesting. I'm I would, I'm going to play it no matter what, because I'm, I'm intrigued enough. And I think it looks interesting enough that I, I, I do want to play it. But that that doesn't mean I would rush out to spend three hundred dollars on a <laughs> <laughs> a baby edition. I'm definitely not at that level of hype for it. Uh, I've seen what what do you think of another angle for this? Because obviously, there's only a few game makers, and by game makers, I mean like creative leads, like uh, like Hideo is that can put out a trailer like this, an eight-minute trailer, obnoxious a little bit, but that's what he can get away with. And then, of course, the amount of people when the trailer dropped that were like, yeah, hype, they're like, the game of the year, game of the century, you know, like, so amazing, looks great, blah, 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 blah. And I've seen a lot of people, like, somewhat rightfully point out and say, hey, like, why does he get such a pass for nonsense really well why do you th do you think it's just because he's earned it because because of games he's made previously or why yeah, do you think it's okay do it's you definitely think that's okay of the history obviously people have a lot of trust and um obviously just looks different so people assume different sometimes means good <laughs> i mean I innovative so yeah no do you think it's um? It, it's nice it's to see people though? get be positive about something for a change. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I also I, I, I wouldn't um wouldn't be wouldn't be me if I didn't point out that Hideo did have a bit of a weird tweet the other day where he 
seemed to just be being like, I, I was going to find it. Uh, he seemed to be just be saying, you know, we, we're going into the crunch now, but that's fine. <laughs> Did you see this tweet? No, I didn't. But the crunch tweet? Oh my god! Well, it was only like yesterday, and I forgot to uh, take note of it. Actually, I'll see if I can find it here real quickly. Because he's been tweeting out a whole bunch of stuff, like timelines, pictures, you know, character information, art, retweeting all sorts of um, stuff. Like you know, like uh, there's a couple of nice things too here. Like this one I see here from 15 hours ago. It says in January 16, Death Stranding only existed in my brain now. It became the rule and was able to announce the real uh, release day. Thanks to everyone at Gorilla Games. They kindly offered their engine. Blah, 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 blah. So that one's nice. You know, it's like obviously the game's been made in Decima, which is uh, their engine. And well, there's also a story that Hideo offered some advice and stuff and they changed some stuff in the, the Decima engine to basically help him out with what was happening there. So. That was quite interesting. Uh, I can't find it, but it, it was something along the lines of him being like, after after a amount of time, we now enter the time of Hades. Oh, here it is. Release day is set, and now the days of Hades are waiting for our team. But experiencing such luxury, phase is the same as being in a heaven. It was zero start, but I realized I didn't lose anything by looking at everyone's reactions. Thanks again. So, <laughs> so David Milner was the one who I saw reply to this tweet, tweet and why it popped up on my timeline because he replied, kind of sounds like you're romanticizing crunching the team like crazy. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I, I mean, like, yes. could be mistranslation or, you know, crunch is a different interpreter, a different way in Japan. I just mean the final stretch, you know? I but. mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It comes across a certain way, I definitely feel for sure, which is uh, odd. It's definitely an odd tweet. But the, all of his English translated tweets all have, like, broken English in them. It's like they just get translated but not actually, like, you know, properly translated. You know what I mean? Like a shitty, just like auto translated type thing or something. Yeah. I swear, that's it's always like, is this? What do we mean here? What 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 are you saying? Clarify for us. What what's going on? But anyway, that's uh, Death Stranding. I'm open to learning more. The thi- the things I don't like, I just old tweets like that. Where I'm like, mm. and then also obviously worries about the female characters for which. Hideo is certainly not known for making great female characters. But we'll see. Hopefully it turns around. So moving on. We have June's PlayStation Plus games. Uh, they are two. Well, I mean, actually it's more than two if you want to. Depends yeah, how you look at it. Technically. You got Borderlands the Handsome Jack Collection. Or the Handsome Collection. Sorry, I always call it the Handsome Jack Collection. It's just the Handsome Collection. And then you've got Sonic Mania. So you've got two Borderlands games. And a Sonic yep. game. Mm-hmm. For the upcoming movie. Wait, no, it's really say it got pushed. Damn. Oh, no. Doesn't work out anymore. Like, <laughs> oh, guys, look at this game with this design. Yeah. Do you want to see a movie that looks like this? Oh, yes, apparently you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you reckon about these? You came for these? Uh, Yeah, it's good. I mean, I already had the Handsome Collection, even though I barely even play- touched it. But um, Sonic Mania. That's cool. 
uh, something a bit different than we've been getting the last few months, I feel like. Something a bit more arcadey. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, good month, I think. Uh, Borderlands, obviously, makes sense with the three coming up soonish. So Yeah. Yeah, smart. I, I have um I have the handsome collection as well, but I mean I only paid like ten bucks for it. I think it was on sale or it's cl- maybe fifteen or it's, something. Yeah, it's been on like sale that. like a gazillion times. Yeah, so. so for people who haven't brought it because it's always been so cheap. The plus side, they, I can trade in that physical copy. Physical one? Oh, did you buy it physically? Yeah, yeah I brought it digitally. Um, but for people who want to get amp for amp for and pump for Borderlands Three, now's your chance. Get on that. Handsome collection, and they've got a 4K patch out and all these other things at the moment too. I guess uh, Sonic Mania probably won't touch me, but either way, I think it's a good month, so that's fine. Uh, Days of Play is back. PlayStation Sony announced this last week at some point. I can't really remember when. Uh, Press Start has posted the following story to follow up on it though. It says Target is the first cab off the rank when it comes to revealing the days of play days of play PlayStation sale. The sale will be hitting all Australian retailers between June 7th and 17th. Uh, we're assuming that in addition to the below all PlayStation hits will also be $19, but we'll keep you posted on this. So before I quickly go for the list of things here, in case you don't remember, days of play is what PlayStation's done for the last two years. Two years, or, yeah. Two years? Fucking hell. I, I think it's like the last two years. It's, but it's just a bunch of sales, it's a bunch of cheap stuff, plus they put out a limited edition PlayStation console for those of you who are inclined to spend a heap of money for a PlayStation, even though you've already got like 10 of the fucking things. But uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, when we talked about it last time, as you pointed out, it's not even the pro. <laughs> So it's like, there you go, get excited about that. But uh, Target has DualShock 4 controllers for $49. It's pretty cheap. PlayStation yep. 12 month twelve month subscription for PlayStation Plus at $55.95. Save $24. It's pretty cheap. God of War, $35. If you somehow haven't played it, Bargain. you own a PlayStation. Bargain. Spider-Man, $35. Ash's Game of the Year. Game of yep. Century. I think it was Bargain. our Game of the Year, wasn't it? Uh Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Explosion Networks Game of the Year last year, $35. How can you not buy that box quote? GT Sports, $24 uh, if you're into the, the racings. Ratchet and Clank, $19. That one's a good one. Little Big Planet 3 for $19. I doubt anyone will buy that. Infamous Second Son for $19. Pretty sure everyone... Wasn't that on PlayStation Plus by now? I feel like it was just a couple of months ago. Yeah, I don't... But anyway, nineteen dollars, and then PlayStation Four, five hundred gigabyte console for three nineteen dollars, three hundred nineteen dollars. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Uh, I don't think they're per- like they're fine. It's definitely not. Days of Play, amazing it's like, PlayStation oh, sale. I'm gonna buy a bunch yeah, of like, stuff. Yeah, it's it's just, it's but just like well, it's, like, it's a sale. It's like draws good publicity, I guess. Does it though? What fucking EB Games has their massive, we've got stickers everywhere fucking sale on at the moment. That's true. And you got to wonder, like, if you're chucking a Days of Play, like, specific PlayStation sale, and you could probably go find some of these things for similar prices, probably just on EB's general sale. It's like, well, come on. But you can get them elsewhere if you don't support EB Games for some reason. I guess so. I'm hoping for a If you've got a gift voucher for somewhere else. Yeah, maybe. I think it's somewhat disappointing. Like, if, if you're going to chuck a seven-day or whatever it is, PlayStation sale, just put a little bit more into it. 
I mean, uh, it's not their fault that EB Games decided to have a sale at the same time that they're having a sale. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the, tra- the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, the ACCCC, ACCC, as the kids call it, I believe, is looking into Sony Interactive Entertainment for misleading consumers when it comes to the PlayStation's refund policy. Uh, the story comes from Press Start once again. The ACCC has today revealed that it's undertaking proceedings in the federal court against Sony Interactive Entertainment for making false or misleading representations to Australian consumers on both its website and the PlayStation Store. This r- relates to Sony's controversial refund policy, which has been widely spoken about in recent times. In particular, the ACCC has alleged that Sony Europe has told consumers that it did not have to provide refunds for games that have been downloaded or if 14 days have passed since the purchase. The ACCC has said that it that this is not in Australian consumer laws. Quote, we allege that Sony Europe gave false and misleading information to their cons- customers about their rights in relation to games sold via the PlayStation Store, uh, said Rod Sims, the ACCC chairman. Uh, consumers guarantees do not expire after a digital product has been downloaded as we allege sony europe told consumers and refunds must be given in the form of original payment unless the consumer chooses to receive it in store credit uh then continues consumers who buy digital products online have exactly the same rights as they would at a physical store sony europe's alleged alleged conduct may have caused australian consumers to not seek a refund replacement or repair for a faulty game when the australian consumer law gave them a right to do so said mr sims so interesting story of course i think everyone is basically aware that sony's refund policy is pretty uh shite to put it bluntly <laughs> It's, mm. I mean, the refund policy is basically non-existent. Well, I mean, they're not entirely wrong. I mean, you're only allow only uh, guaranteed a refund if it's faulty. If it's if it's faulty, which means it doesn't work. And technically, all the games load, so they work. Mm, why? Why are you always on the side of fucking corporations for this <laughs> shit? Jesus, somebody Christ. needs to be on the side of corporations. No, I, just I feel, think they've yeah. got enough. I mean, what do you classify as a faulty game, though? I mean, it could be... I think it varies, obviously. I, I, I think, honestly, this is this is why the refund policy for games is so hard. Because yeah. you can draw the line at what you just said. Oh, it turns on. There's nothing wrong with it. And then we would pretty much be fucked. Because... <laughs> All those, all those like crappy Steam games people buy that like crash, blah blah. blah. For, for instance, I've never refunded anything on the PlayStation Store. I have refunded stuff on Steam, and well, to be twice. fair, they make it much easier than Sony does. They make so. it so easy, very very easy. Like, and I think they've got a solid policy. Hmm. You can uh, refund pretty much anything as long as you have played less than four hours, something like that, or it's been yeah. less than two weeks or something. Yes, yeah. which I think is a good policy. Like, I, I, I do think you need some, but my, my example is going to be this, and I'm not trying to shoot on Days Gone when I say this. It's just the, the first thought that comes to my head. If someone had brought Days Gone digitally in that first, uh, you know, the first week when it was especially at its worst, uh, technically performance-wise, you know, uh, and they booted it up, they played it for like two hours, and putting up with the crappy frame rate and then say the game sound dropped in and out and all of a sudden it like crashed on them or something like that and they were like, fuck this shit and then they wanted a refund. 
I would say, yeah, the game is broken to a degree. And if, they, if they're not willing to put up with it after the two hours, then, yeah, they should get a refund. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, <laughs> if it, yeah, I, I, obviously, I think there should be a line, obviously, of like, you know, <laughs> all those Steam reviews sometimes you see of people that like put down, say, game is shit, blah, 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 blah. And it says they've played it for like 200 hours, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, if you've played something on the PlayStation store for like 50 to 60 hours or something, and then all of a sudden you decide it's, too bro- like if you got 50 60 hours into days gone and then decide it was too broken for you and tried to refund it obviously no you, yeah. you you put up with its its negative technical issues for that long you don't get a refund that's that's you don't get to finish the game and then say it's broken and try and get a refund i, I do i do definitely feel like those couple hours play time or you know whatever seems general rule is a pretty Pretty decent one, and if Sony could adopt something similar, then I think that would be quite quite helpful as well for a lot of things. Because there's there's a lot of games you can buy, and in the first couple of hours, be like, uh, and most of the time I put up with stuff, obviously just for, well, just because I push through it to talk about it or review it or yeah. what what have you, you know. Um, I wouldn't go particularly seeking many refunds, I don't think. But for for the general consumer who after an hour or so, it's like, fuck this shit. It's like, it's crashed on me twice. This frame rate's terrible. Like, it's unplayable nearly. Yeah, get a refund. Do what you need to do. So, it's definitely one of those weird gray areas of things that I, I do think. It's like, well, how many hours is the perfect amount of hours? How many weeks is the perfect amount of weeks compared with those amount of hours? Blah, 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 blah. But at, but at the moment, PlayStation refund policy is, like, if you've started the game, you're fucked. Yeah. Like it, you have to That's decide. Because it started. Yeah, if, if you have to decide intended. if it's broken before you start it, which doesn't really make sense to me because in real life, you can buy a mixer, a blender, have you? Take it home, take it out of the box, go to plug it in. It doesn't work. Put it back in the box, take it back, say, this doesn't work. They go, <laughs> okay, here's your refund. So video games, I do feel like should be somewhat similar. Start the game an hour in. The game doesn't work. It crashed on me. Put it back in this box. Take it back. You can do that at EB Games. You know, you do that Target. Yeah. Well, Hi-Fi. they're trying to make sure that you come back to their store, though. Yeah. 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 PlayStation doesn't care. They got your money. Uh, <laughs> where else are you going to go to get your digital games for your PlayStation? Sell your PlayStation. Buy an Xbox, I guess. <laughs> Why would you do that when they have this awesome line of exclusives? Yeah, they're like, just just put up with the shitty games and just fucking just look. Don't buy things day one until you know that they uh, they work. That's a shitty rant j- j- rule. Of <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens with this whole thing. Now. I see don't think it, much is going to happen. Gets anywhere. They'll pay some sort of fine or something. And then they'll Probably. just change one line of information. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting one... they're suing Sony Europe, but well, in, I mean, well, I think that's who like done. We fall yeah. under the, the legislation. So they want they... A spe- them to add something specifically for Australians on their website for Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're our own fucking country. <laughs> 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 Don't know if you're aware. <laughs> mm. Uh, 
So Wild has updated uh, Wild has updated its social media banners to new art. Uh, if we was coming into Sony being at E3, you could probably smell some new ga- gameplay on the way or a release day or something like that. But Sony isn't at E3, so it's leaving up for questions of what exactly this means. As a reminder, in case you don't remember, because honestly, if you don't, it wouldn't surprise me because we haven't seen the game in quite some time. Wild is the game where you get to control a whole heap of different animals. You can take over their minds bodies control them you can go into a fucking eagle in the sky swoop down take a snake you can control rabbits fucking ravens bears uh you can control a bear and then ride the bear as the character you play as and you play as a uh shaman in, in the game uh it's being headed up by uh, michelle ansel who is somehow doing this and beyond good evil at the same time which is probably why both these games are taking forever forever because <laughs> he's doing two they're completely different studios this one is being done uh, by the studio wild sheep which and it's was originally announced at gamescom in 2015 uh but it always looked really cool i re-watched the last gameplay demo they put out back uh like a year ago uh i re-watched it and was like yeah this game looks pretty cool the only part that annoys me and you know bring it up now because i don't th- I, don't, we, I don't remember talking about it no, no we wouldn't have talked about it obviously before before the time but they no. at the end of the gameplay demo it's the, the most corny like i hate uh what would you call it like the the stereotype the, the whatever like he some he puts a snake on a summoning stone type thing and it summons the spirit of the snake and what's the spirit of the snake look like a big boobied naked half naked snake woman you know what i mean like there is a in all fantasy or whatever things it's like whenever you summon the spirit of like a, a snake or a, something like that what what's it turn into some big boobied that's because all snakes are female apparently i was like fucking hell that's and i look through the comments and what are all the highest rated comments i'll stick my snake in that le- you know i'll stick my snake in that snake le- you know all this no, Shit don't like put that. it there. <laughs> I was like, uh, everything about the game looks great. That one thing I don't really like. I hope that's changed. But uh, if you watch the gameplay video, it, it's, it's basically just talking about how you're you're a shaman. You don't do combat. Shaman. You can ride the bear and fucking bowl people over and all sorts of stuff. It looks beautiful. Environments and everything like that. Uh, I have to wonder if it's going to end up actually being a ps4 game because i'm always like if you can control so many different animals and it's like because there's so many aspects to take into account like if you're if you're building a third person game on the ground obviously you're 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 rendering from that sort of angle but then as soon as you switch up to a bird you want this beautiful overhead you know view of the environment from a completely different angle and then what if you can control fucking fish you fucking yeah all these fish what's going on, on underground there so i'm gonna say wild updated social media stuff sony's not at e3 i'm back on and i was off my state of play pre-e3 bandwagon right after the whole death stranding thing just happened out of nowhere released the trailer i was like ah guess they're not doing one that's not that we're, we're, we're not gonna sony's not gonna strike the, the thunder in but now i'm like Maybe, yeah. Maybe we've got a state of play incoming. Just saying. 
I mean, probably we recorded this episode, so. Yeah, they'll they'll announce it literally after we finish. As soon as I upload the audio to uh, Squarespace, it'll be like, bam! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking take that. Uh, But yeah, do you you remember seeing this at all? Well, it does ring a bell. I mean, I feel like around this period, there was a couple of different shaman games. Like different ones where you control animals and stuff. But yeah, it looks pretty. uh, Very pretty. Yeah, keen to check it out if it comes ever comes out. I guess <laughs> I'm keen to see more when the state of play is announced and they show a brand new trailer for it. Yep, they uh, show the trailer for this and give us a release date for Last of Us Two. Apparently, yeah, it's upcoming. You heard it here first, and if we say you heard it here first because we know they're going to announce it, we've covered all bases. Yeah. <laughs> My dreams pick. I didn't go with a game. I went with this. This uh, what, what would you like a? It's, it's a music video, I guess. It's a it's an experience thing. Uh, it's called Night Dance, and it was by the by the user Hook Line Dreamer, and it's uh going through these pretty clouds, and there's a whale fish, and there's a pirate ship, and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. It's a cool song playing. It was all very like, it all looked great and it was cool and everything. But the reason I wanted to pick it is because I never, it was the first thing that I've played slash watch slash whatever through dreams that made me suddenly go, oh shit, VR's coming. That's right. Because as I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, like if we have VR come, this is that type of shit. People will be making not just games but weird experimental vr trippy psychedelic mindfuckery you know just Stuff. Or cool vr things that aren't quote unquote games but more just things you put your headset on and you get to experience and see what's happening and this is the first thing i watch where i'm like we're oh, just floating around in the clouds there's cool music's playing you know some nice things up and around you yeah, I could definitely see there being a marketplace for relaxing somewhat, <laughs> I guess, mm. VR music trips, experiences. I don't really know. Because I, I honestly hadn't thought about VR once since <laughs> we uh, since Dreams came out in early access. I kept forgetting it was even a, a thing. Because most of the games we, we're playing are just uh, third person, you know, like, jump platformer type things or whatever or first person like the tetris thing the tetris thing definitely didn't make me go oh vr fuck yeah i can't wait to play this yeah yeah with this i was like yeah there's definitely a a weird market here for trippy kind of fun things and then the other interesting thing i thought was (laughs) to see how far the (laughs) dreams communities come (laughs) at this stage there was someone in the comments and this made me laugh someone in the comments to it said something along the lines of the way that your clouds are painted remind me of the work by insert another dreams username and i was like holy shit there is a community of people on dreams already who are like going around 
<laughs> playing other people's games and being like, oh, yes, your, your cloud work is very similar to so-and-so's over here. And, you're, oh, your rock your rock formations look, oh, yes, you draw them quite similar to insert username over here because they're quite But you can just similar. use their... <laughs> you, you can. I, I can. You can. But, like, you can't use someone's stuff and not credit them because obviously yeah. the game just automatically credits them. So they've come in. They've created their own clouds or whatever, and someone else has played it and gone, "Oh yes, your clouds are very similar." Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "The Dreams community is already taken off." I guess it's quite interesting, but um, a hundred percent admit that up until a certain stage, I was just going to nearly put that Star Wars X Wing thing in here, but I was really trying to not avoid that. Av- well, just trying to avoid the big stuff or copies. Uh, the yeah the more talk i'm trying to talk more about actual original stuff even though i also played some first person horror game where the it clown was chasing around which was quite funny (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah also a quick side note i forgot to mention that last week the dream segment on platinum explosion will now be fortnightly instead of weekly that's housekeeping notes for you to give us more time to just see what we can find and talk about and stuff um which is good because like two other games i I played in the uh, the, this morning were both cool but they both had notes in them saying that they're not quite finished and i'm like like can i just keep track of this and you know talk about it later when it's finished because it's cool but do it if if we talk about it when it's this close to being finished i've blown my load you know can't talk mm. about it. Don't, don't double up. I'll just wait for it to be finished. Yes, we are for the players. Blood and Truth came out last week. Uh, I reviewed it for the web site, of course. Uh, gave it a 7.5. Code was provided by PlayStation as well, so you should note that. It's really fun. It's It's... I think... It does a lot of really cool things. It does a lot of things okay, I guess. Like, it's 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 like, you can't help but play it. Any type of gun game I play in VR now, none of the guns feel or look as good as playing Firewall is my problem. Just putting this out here. This is one thing of note. So although the guns in this game handle fine, and they look fine and whatever else. I was all just like, ah, oh, it's not firewall though. You know, I don't have this this great content. Yeah. But if you don't know what Blood and Trophy is, it's basically a Guy Ritchie action movie where you're roaming around London, you you return home after your fa- father dies, and you're you're like some fucking secret service person often us somewhere else. no or off somewhere else in the country i guess i i don't really know but you're off you're off somewhere else part of some secret organ military organization or some shit um and you, you hear your father's died you come back home and the rest of your family is all part of a crime organization they're like one of the big head crime organizations in london and you return home and then and your someone else attempts a hostile takeover of your family's territory given that you're dad just died and he was the head of the your your family's crime syndicate i guess and then the rest of the game is you basically just trying to put a stop to that by killing the 
the people who need to be dealt with and saving your family <laughs> and, you know, doing what you need to do. The plot is whatever, really. It's, not, it's nothing to certainly write home about. And I'll say this. Something else that's quite funny is in my review, I point out several things that I quite liked. The characters I, re- I enjoyed my time with. All of them I enjoyed. I thought they were quite good. And there's one level that was, uh, as much as I enjoyed all the action stuff, and it's really cool. I'm not trying to say like the action stuff isn't cool. But my favorite level was this level where you're just walking through a museum with your brother and you get to, along the way, just fuck around with random shit. And it's basically just a level where London Studio just injected a bunch of just uh, fucking around with what you can do in VR into like a bunch of different museum experiments and these sorts of things. Like, there's even one where you just walk into a room and your brother's like, look at this, move your arms up and down. And you move your arms up and down and like above you, there's all these like waves that will move in tune with you moving arms. Like it's just very gimmicky VR stuff. But just, then just playing through it with this, your brother just constantly chit-chatting backwards and forwards to you. I just quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite funny. I saw Kotaku or someone uh, post an article up about the game. I read it and they complained about literally everything I liked about the game, which I thought was quite funny. They're like, the brother is the worst. There's a shitty level where it's just all VR gimmicks. Like, I was like, all this stuff. They're like, all this stuff sucks. I'm like, oh, it's quite funny. Everything I enjoyed about the game. Um, but other, other than that, most of the time it is a pretty full-on uh, action game where you um, making it through. Obviously, you have to shoot enemies to clear them, blah, 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 blah. It's like a hybrid between, you know, like it's you don't have free movement, so you can't like, you're not, you're not having to move yourself around like you, you would a normal first-person shooter. You can look at certain points and you can press a button and you'll move between points of cover if that's what you need to do. Uh, and then also you can use uh, X and circle on either the move controllers, which obviously is the way to play the game. You can play it with a DualShock, although it's like it works, but I would never suggest it if you've got move controllers because that is the way the game is designed. So just DualShock, don't. Just go buy move, move, move controllers. Uh, but yeah, so you can you can kind of strafe left and right, and to like get to different ends of cover and pick up bullets and um, poke around corners and do what you need to do. So it's it's not like full on time crisis where you're like just bopping up and down between between the one piece of cover you're giving to you, but there are other points where it's kind of more like time crisis because you'll get to elements where there's these big epic action sequences. Like, for example, one of them has this, like, building that's exploding around you and you're trying to make it out of the building alive. And that's where the game just kind of takes control of the character and just, like, you're constantly moving and all you have to do is shoot and reload the uh, kill the enemies around you while you you don't have to worry about moving. They're the more, like, arcade feeling sequences, but at the same time, they're the most action-heavy because it'll do like the, it'll put you in slow motion as you make huge jumps across rooftops and whatever else and all these sorts of things. So, um, but it takes about six to eight hours, which I think is lengthy or like decent lengthy for VR. A, did you do it all? For VR, you wouldn't have yeah. done it in one sitting. No, I did it in two sittings. Which yeah, so I, I thought it was quite lengthy for for a VR experience, and it's definitely like one of those games where. If you've played a lot of VR, there's that's not what I'm saying. Like, if you play a lot of VR like I have, there's gonna be some elements where you're like, yeah, the gun stuff isn't as good as this game, or you know, the writing is definitely not as good as this other thing, or like blah 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 blah. 
but if you haven't played a lot of VR, this is the kind of thing where you could just strap it onto your, you know, your mum, dad, whoever that doesn't really that doesn't play VR. Be like, put it on cinematic mode because it has a difficulty called cinematic mode, which I think is actually just the way to play the game because you can't. Well, you probably can die if you just don't do anything. Maybe I don't really know, but it's the easy, easy, easy mode, kind of like all those Uncharted games have cinematic cinematic mode, just yep. about enjoying the experience. And I think they're the way to play the Uncharted games. And I think it's the way to play this game because dying in a game sucks because it ruins the fucking mood, you know, the flow of the cinematic adventure. Because this this game is basically supposed to be a big cinematic six to eight hour adventure. And it is for the most part, unless you die. And it's like, oh, fuck it, that killed my mood. But you, you put cinematic mode on your, your mum, dad, whoever, brother, sister, friend that doesn't have VR. There's several levels in this where you could f- stick the headset on where they won't be able to die and it would probably blow their mind with some of the cinematic action stuff that you you can do throughout this at certain time. And it's pretty simple to understand, of course. There are also really other cool things that you can do. Some of them I didn't actually know you could do until I read about them, but like you can hold down triangle and then you can like spin your gun around your your finger. Um, you do like a fidget like you, spinner. Hey? Like a fidget well, spinner. It, it means you can do like... It means you can pull out your gun like a cowboy, like because you, you'll have your guns holstered. You have two sidearms holstered on your left and right uh, of your waist, um, and much like playing like back, Batman Arkham Experience thing or whatever it's called, you, you know you can just pull out your guns without looking, whatever. Um, and then you have two bigger guns holstered on both sides of your back, but it means that like you can you can pull out your right sidearm hold down triangle and as you're pulling it out you can do like a, a, a flick around your your finger and then bang shoot with someone in the head like yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> uh you can like people can throw grenades at you you can catch them mid-air and like chuck them back at enemies and that feels pretty cool to do you can um you can pick up a grenade in front of you and hold it up to your mouth and you'll bite the fucking top off it and then you, like so you can cock the grenade and hold it for a couple seconds and then chuck it uh, other things so there's very movie hollywood nonsense that you can kind of do like you can dual wield shotguns double barrel shotguns which is of course nonsense but it doesn't matter and then reloading <laughs> type, those sorts of things is fun because so you have to reload all your guns and your ammo pouches on the front of your body. You have to calibrate that too. So you can put it at a, you, you get to choose like at a height, at a height that works for you for reloading. Yeah, and there's you know you reload double but two double barrel shotguns. You're like bang bang bang, and then you like reach in with up one arm, pick up some ammo, chuck it into the front, and then with the double barrel shotgun because once you place the t- the the two uh whatever you. What do you what do you call ammo? Two bullets. I don't, I don't know. You put the two things that shoot things into the gun, but then you have to like uh, hit it up sorry, again, Americans. like from the bottom. Hey, sorry, Americans. Yeah, sorry, Americans. You is. have to like so once you put the the two things in, you have to hit the gun up again to to close it. So there's like an extra step, and then there's other things like with the my favorite thing was the pump action shotgun because what you reload that gun, but then it is that type of thing where you have to hold it with like two hands. And then, like, bang, you have to, like, you know, pull backward and forwards with your other hand to, to actually, like, pump that next shot, shot in, bang. But once you get on a roll, you can, like, be walking through a bunch of people, like, bang, 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 and that feels pretty fucking cool, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, the main guns I didn't like were, like, the sniper rifles and stuff because I didn't think the scopes were uh, super easy and comfortable to, to kind of look through. 
with the move controllers compared to that's what I'm saying like with firewall with the, the aim controller looking for a scope is really natural because you have that the gun and you can rest it against your shoulder and all these these things um but yeah it's big action blockbuster I, I definitely think it's one of the like even though I gave it a 7.5 which is obviously a good score it's not like a 9 or a 10 or anything crazy I do think it is uh, even if you don't want to pick it up for full price, it's one everyone who owns a VR should probably pick up at some stage because it's just silly. Silly fun, you know? There's just silly nonsense and silly, silly fun that you can do with it. And it's just so British, which makes it quite fun too. You see, oh, fuck this, fuck it, oh, fuck you, mate. You know, like all this sort of stuff. So, uh, Blunt Truth is also getting some DLC, which got announced in this big, long PS blog post talking about 20 cool things you could do in the game. And then at the bottom, they said, we're also happy to confirm that, that we'll be supporting the game with free DLC post-launch, such as online leaderboards, new time attack and score challenges, new game plus, and an additional hard mode for those who want to up the ante. The only thing to me there that makes no sense is new game plus, because I'm like, what am I, what am I, I'm like, <laughs> it's on an RPG. What am I, what do I need new game plus for? What am I, yeah, what am I carrying over? One. I don't, Maybe you have sense. all the guns at the any point. Maybe I don't really know. Don't like know. there are unlockables, like finding uh stars, like secrets, collectibles, and levels. You can unlock different paints for your guns, or like you can attach different scopes and these sorts of things. Uh, but like I'm pretty sure you can just replay levels to get those collectibles, and then start maybe if you start a new game you don't have them all i guess so maybe if you, you get all the collectibles and you've unlocked fully unlocked all the the scopes and everything then you can new game plus and you get to play through the game from the start with all these attachments and stuff but i mean i don't really care <laughs> so it's whatever but yeah at least there, there's there's something that exists all righty thank you for joining us on platinum explosion this week the final one before E3. The next episode will drop right in the middle of E3 nonsense. Mm. It's like, there, there we go. So hopefully the state of play is announced for later in this week. <laughs> or else in next week's episode will just be like, Sony, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you here? <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, yeah. You follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, S-H-L-E-Y-H-A-B-L-E-Y. You can follow this show on Twitter at Platt Podcast. And don't forget to rate on Apple Podcasts if you can. Bit of word of mouth, tell her, join her, show a friend, pass it to a friend, email it to a friend, do what you need to do. You can join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. And this is, of course, a product of the Explosion Network, of which you can find many more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and things, including the aforementioned Blunt Roof review, explosionnetwork.com. And you can follow Explosion Network on Twitter at ExplosionPod. Until next week, remember that every trophy counts.